Spread a console, the golden disc. Maximals came after them and they crashed both their ships. Landed on the earth with two moons. They fought in the beast wars. I mean, what else were they gonna do? War and beast. War and beast. We talk about things like energon and protoforms and sparks. War and beast. War and beast. How the Maximals have no end game and Megatron's not smart. War and beast. War and beast. Welcome to the War and Beast podcast, the podcast that is, whether it's beast or bot, still the best. Well, as long as there's like, you know, not 12 other podcasts that are trying to buy for the <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm Greg. I'm John. I'm Jordan. Chitter, 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 chitter. <laughs> I, th- I, think I think that's, that's Kendall. <laughs> is that mouse be rat trap. Yeah, well, I know it's rat trap. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I was tired. My beast mode took over. Yeah. I apologize. I, I got it back under control now. I, Dinobot told me to delete some file. <laughs> and you were offended when I when I suggested you were a rat trap in the movie. <laughs> You're facing it. <laughs> I mean, the file he told me to delete was uh, was nineteen ninety five taxes. So I'm not sure why, but. <laughs> Eh, I was told I had, to delete, that I had to delete System 32. Should I do that, guys? <laughs> Just wait until the podcast is done before you do that. Okay. <laughs> shout, shout out to all the people that got that Dane Cook reference. Right. I love um, something that's less insidious as System 32, but like I've seen people like post like on chats where it's uh, from Overwatch or like other online games where it's like, how do I do this? Someone's like, Alt F4. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay. And then it's like, Blank username has left the game. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this week we are reviewing episode 19, Call of the Wild. Uh, overall, a pretty good episode. Of course, you'll get our thoughts at the as we progress through the episode. But, yeah. Pretty good episode overall. Okay. It was pretty opinions. wild. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you know my opinions as we go. That's <laughs> that's. It was a wild ride. Spo- spoiler: This was not one of my favorite episodes. Wow! Oh no! I think this episode we're going to be seeing how many wild puns we can actually get into it. <laughs> I'm sure Joel with TWA will be quite proud of us by the end of it. <laughs> I hope so. Now, now I feel like pressured to do. I just well. think I just think Jack London did a better job with White Fang. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Oh my! So do we? I'm assuming we've got stuff on IMDb, don't we, Kendall? Oh, I've got IMDb pulled up totally. And um, what's the? <laughs> where's the trivia? What's there's something here? Um, oh, cool! This is actually. Oh wow! There's. Is this all for this episode? This is actually all for this episode. There is actually there are. A lot? There are a lot. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see. So, title taken from the Jack London novel about a domestic animal that reverts back to his primal state when encountering the wild. Um, hmm. Air Razor, as she puts it, stoops to conquer. A stoop is a position birds of prey use when hunting, appropriate mm-hmm. for a hawk robot. Uh, Tigertron states that long ago no, when robots, we were robots in, well, she's this is, hey, I'm just reading IMDb. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not editorializing here. I'm not I'm criticizing just, you, Ken, though. I'm just, I'm just reading the, I'm, I'm, don't shoot she's, the messenger. Yeah, yeah, well, she's a, so she is officially supposed to be a falcon. Is that what we decided? Yeah. I, well, she's, what she is. When you look at her, she's I, a falcon. I'm not a bird watcher. <laughs> I don't have a my PhD is in science. It is not in bird watching. I went I went to a medieval times restaurant in Toronto once, and they had a a falconer there. I got to like had a peregrine falcon. It was pretty okay. cool. Well, the peregrine huh. falcon in Mrs. Peregrine's home for peculiar children looks more like a seagull. So, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So, uh, did did you also notice that it was a double reference? Because there's a play called She Stoops to Conquer. Yeah, see, I thought it was probably referencing something like that. So, okay, yeah, well, good to know. I good was to looking know. it up, and it says it's a favorite for study by English literature and theater classes. So I guess, like, if, you know, there's some people who took it, who I guess in the English class might have had to learn it or read it. But it's, like, mentioned that it's uh, one of the few plays from the 18th century to have an enduring appeal. <laughs> so I guess it's one of the few plays from 1773 that we still will perform today. Hooray. Wasn't Shakespeare from the 1700s? Well, I mean, I said or was one of the few. Or was he? Or was he 1600s? Uh, I mean, like even even if he was in the same year, it's like all of Shakespeare's plays compared to like every other play in existence. There's probably a lot more <laughs> from his era than I, like just his play. I mean, I guess, but, but I just I take that as a like. There's really not a lot. Like I feel like Shakespeare. There's enough Shakespeare pre- plays to justify a century. That's when was the Shakespeare born? Google. <laughs> well, he was born in 1564. Okay, so he was not alive in the 1700s. No. Okay. There you go then. And Charles Dickens Anything. apparently was born in the 1800s, and Edgar Allan Poe was in the 1800s as well. So I, that that would explain why the the 1700s have no good things. Also, <laughs> also Dickens that was books, freaking not plays. I mean, play, there was play adaptions, but he didn't make plays, did he? Who what? Dick, Dickens didn't make, didn't write. Plays. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> like literally, literally. I I just on the along with William Shakespeare, Google thought that I should know when Elizabeth of England, Charles Dickens, and Edgar Allan Poe were born. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway. This isn't on IMDb. <laughs> that's true. Well, I am, at the very I'm least, deviating not from IMDb. <laughs> but no, that's that's cool. I'm glad that I'm glad that that actually was a reference to a thing. It felt like a reference to a thing. Um, so Tigertron says, "Long ago, we were robots in disguise." This is not only a key Transformers slogan, but it also alludes to Maximal's Predacons being descendants of the original trans, the original the Transformers, 1984. <laughs> and I'm representing tonight. I'm wearing my G1 shirt. Yay. Um, what do I have on here? Might be a Starbucks shirt. Nope. <laughs> I'm wearing a. Oh, I have my. Oh, I have a cool shirt on. It's my. It's Gonzo. It done in the style of Amazing Fantasy 15. <laughs> um. Um. Uh, so. Uh. So I'm cool. Uh. In Japan, the episode was called Yomagare Beast Power, 
or revive beast power exclamation point. So that's a that's a cool name. The naming conventions of Japanese TV episodes are just so good. Like I don't know, maybe maybe I've just been brainwashed because of like Japanese culture or something. I don't know, but uh, that's freaking cool. weeb. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. When the mammal, when the mammal, when the Maximal computer announces that the Predacons are withdrawing from the area, text in Cybertronics, the Transformers language used in Beast Wars Saga, is seen in the middle of the bottom of the screen. The blue flashing text means area clear, and the text on the bottom reads, "It's been a long time since I've had sweet thistle pie." <laughs> You know, for a second there, I thought they were they were actually trying to, you know, take this Have thing it. seriously. Yeah. yeah. I heard it in your voice. You're like, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> disappointment. It's a um, I, as, as Just a slight aside, I love that, that joke. And I think, like, I've seen it in Futurama and, and Family Guy where they, where they do that, like, uh, oh, just for, oh, and then realization and then disappointment. Where like uh, the gang went to that that club, and they're like, "Oh, all these women. There's all these women here. All right." And they're like, "And it's like, oh, those two are so bored. They're kissing each other." And then one's like, "I don't think they're just kissing each other." And they're like, "Oh, oh, oh." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was Beast Dream Dinobot is chasing a Parasolophus dinosaur. Dinobot's beast <laughs> mode is considered to be a Velociraptor, which is located in Mongolia, while a Parasophilophilus was located in Northern America. It is all, It also has a crest, even though its small size suggests it's a juvenile specimen. However, it's possible it was meant to represent an as-of-yet-undiscovered dinosaur species, or it could mean that Dinobot doesn't know his dinosaurs well, since this is his dream. That's true. <laughs> Well, or it's because he's actually a Deinonychus and it's from somewhere else, possibly. Actually, where did you say that that thing was from? The prey, North America. Northern America. Well, according to Wikipedia, Deinonychuses were recovered from U.S. states of Montana, Utah, Wyoming, and Oklahoma. So it could work that way. So Dinobot's not a Velociraptor. Well, I mean, you know, with the whole thing, we're like, he's based on the Velociraptors from from Jurassic Park, but. That the Velociraptors from Jurassic Park are actually Deinonychuses. They're not Velociraptors. Velociraptors were much smaller, and like, uh, yeah, like yeah, like Deinonychuses are like what they actually are in that movie. Okay, I did not know that. I mean, um, I mentioned it in the first episode. I, I, I wasn't <laughs> listening. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> you probably were like, "Who the? F- I don't fucking care about this guy." Yeah, I just met <laughs> but yeah, right. so like, yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're bigger velociraptors, essentially. Okay, okay that yeah. makes sense. Um, in the aftermath of this... Although he could still be a velociraptor since since the scale of these... Dino, of the, the scale of the animals are not correct. He, he could be, but then mm-hmm. the dream doesn't make as much sense, right? Because he said that was a North American... Uh, oh, okay. Dinosaur. So you're, you're, trying, like you're going is... for the no prize here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, I think I think the, the that last sentence like it it Dinobot doesn't know his dinosaurs well since this is his dream. I think that makes sort of yeah. sense. <laughs> but, 
But I don't know, because like the dream is like is like them remembering their instincts, right? It's like remembering their bestial uh, nature. So it makes it would make sense to me that they would be accurate. Instinct, actually, instincts don't make new memories. Hey man, have you played Assassin's Creed? That's okay. one of my biggest complaints about Assassin's Creed. So I will, I will say, I saw that scene, and you know what? It was a he was chasing a vague, clearly herb eating animal. It was not like it was it was not detailed enough to be a parasol of laflaflaflas. And actually, Jordan, there was a study that 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 prove that there is some kind of form of genetic memory because they like they did this thing where they like uh they 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 ran a mouse through tests of like I'm not, I'm not clear on the specifics of a test but then the offspring of the mouse knew not to do the thing the other mouse learned not to do it just it just knew not to do it hmm. so there is like some form of genetic memory hmm. whether it's like whether it's as clear cut as like I'm gonna go back into my ancestor's body and like experience his shit, yeah. it's probably well, not the case. But I'm just saying there is some basis in science. It's just very like pseudoscience. Well, and it's you know it's DNA. This is also the well, DNA of machine of techno organic life form things. Yeah. So they're well, not necessarily. It's not. It may not even necessarily be. Like that, like instincty, whatever. I mean, maybe they're actually clones of the of the DNA because they're scanning the DNA. So maybe it's like hmm. they're physically clones. So the so maybe they physically have the wrinkles in the brain. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I it's, don't know. it's this isn't <laughs> this isn't hard sci fi. I don't I don't think. Um, True. Uh, in the in the after it's it's used for storytelling. Um, in the af- I'm almost done. In the aftermath of this event, the Maximals would have further encounters with their organic forms in the series. In this series, Cheetor would particularly evolve into a transmetal beast in the two-parter Feral Scream, and in Beast Machines Transformers, the Maximals would draw upon their animal modes in order to survive on Cybertron. Um, ooh, and this one's a spoiler. Uh-oh. This is the third episode where Cheetor has a premonition. He dreams of behaving like a real cheetah before he actually begins to do so. He also dreams of falling into a pit of lava. A fate eventually befalls Scorponok and Pterosaur? Yeah, but you know, they're robots. They'll be okay. <laughs> it happened to the Zords and they were fine. Did it happen yeah. in this episode? Did that, did that happen in this episode? Did I miss that? No. no, no. Oh, no cheetah it's... fell in a thing of Lava okay. Oh, so I probably Cheetor, just spoiled the end of the series. Might have just, yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe they're fine. Like Jordan said, they're robots. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Cheetor. Um, or I didn't really think that was a wild instinct. Pro- prophetic premonition. That didn't feel like a premonition. That felt like Cheetor was sleeping, just like the rest of them. <laughs> but it was a. Pro- it, I I, I kind of feel like it was less so like. The other characters falling in lava. I met. I, I took the dream more so like you're going to like give in to your base instincts, and by doing so, you will like fall, and it kind of like happens. But then they get better. See, I took it. I took it as, and I guess we can talk about this now because it's toward the beginning of the episode. Um, I took it as uh, when you sleep and you're in beast form, you dream like you're a beast. And it's just that since they were avoiding sleeping for some reason, 
like that. Maybe, but uh, yeah, but Cheetor is known to have prophetic dreams, though. So I mean, it kind of like yeah, yeah. I mean, kinda, that's because that's it's Cheetor. It kind of just like it's probably a pathetic. Dream. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think I any other character could work like you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a cheetah. That's what just what cheetahs do. Right. So. Right. Yes. yes. As we as we have established. Yes. For the canon of this show, all cheetahs have you know precognitive senses. I'm gonna have to do some like research on like African tribalism or something. Cheetahs are from Africa, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if see if we there should are, just like, ask any... the cheetahs directly. <laughs> They're like, hey, what's shaking, cats? You know, I haven't you know, been to zoo lights in a few years. It sounds like it sounds what? like a plan. <laughs> This is a really great video I saw of like these guys were on a safari and a cheetah just like jumped on top of their jeep and looked at them for a bit and then was like, okay, and left. They were like totally <laughs> freaked out. <laughs> anyway, do we have any more IMDb? No, that's, that's all we got on IMDb. You got uh, uh, TF Wiki stuff? stuff, Jordan? Let me see here. Um, so most of the things that you said from the IMDb were, were, were marked there. Uh, it does mention. I like. How, okay, it mentions one continuity error that, that might we might want to talk about. That's kind of interesting, mm-hmm. and it's like at first glance, Megatron's plan seems to have a rather large glitch slash continuity error. If his theories are based on researching maximal programming, why would Dinobot be affected as well? That's true. Still, none of the dialogue explicitly denounces the idea that Predacons rely on similar programming. Perhaps Megatron started from an identical flaw in pred programming, and his research merely confirmed Maximals would have the same flaw. They could have probably saved themselves the bother by tr- by having him say Cybertonian programming, but oh well. Or maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe yeah, he changed uh, changed his some of his programming. Dinobot maybe. did over the time, but yeah, I, um, I I do agree that it would have also it would have been more interesting if Dinobot wasn't affected. Yeah. I, Hmm, that would be kind of interesting. I'm trying to corral everybody <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what would have been better is if they had like a catch-all term for like beast transformers, because like it probably the like, Autobots don't have to worry about their car form taking over because it doesn't have a consciousness, <laughs> but like or like instincts or anything like that. So like well, the reason they said Maximals now is probably because they didn't want to say Cybertronians because that doesn't work for all Cybertronians. Wait, wait, but, what it? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a, a hypothetical out here. What if a transformer scanned the Knight Rider car? That's that's that is a good basis for a fanfic. Yeah. <laughs> or a crossover, but if a if a transformer <laughs> scanned the Knight Rider car, I would not watch that show. Aw, oh, come on. Why I've not? never seen Knight Rider. I don't have any and it just doesn't seem like my kind of thing. Oh my god. Kendall, it's got a talking car. What is not to love about that? <laughs> got David Hasselhoff, too. That's pretty great. Yeah. Not Free Baywatch. S- yeah, not... You'd have to You'd have to do better than that. I mean, if it was, like, actually legitimately good, like, then, you know, you could... Like, it, you know, I gave the... I gave the Hawaii Five-O remake a try, uh, and it was bad, so I didn't keep watching it. Um, but I don't, I also don't have any nostalgia for that kind of thing. So it doesn't, it doesn't have like the same appeal that, well, it doesn't have like the goodwill that I would give like something like something like a new star Wars movie or a power Rangers reboot or a, you know, even a, even a, 
you know, Beast Wars thing. I don't know. You know, I'm, they, I'm gonna have to try and. A, oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. I think they made a new Night Rider in the '90s, and I'm more familiar with than. They they made yeah. they've tried making a couple of different ones and none of them have been successful. I liked it when I was a kid, but I was a stupid one. kid. I also liked VIP when I was a kid. That show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I liked VIP, um, but it was I was there was another reason for that. I was just about to say, yeah, there was probably another reason there. <laughs> um, they also make a note that uh, Rhinox mentions that the Predacons have been attacking the base off and on for two days, an increasingly rare use of non-cycle based units of time. Mm. Oh, geez. Oh, mm-hmm. what was that other one? Hold on. <laughs> oh, uh, two more. When Megatron suggests to his troops to laugh with him, Black Arachne is the only one who refuses to pay him courtesy. I saw that. Yeah, clearly Dinobot is not the only one who's got some bearings of chrome steel. <laughs> And finally, if you look closely at the start of the hunt, Tarantula seems to be struggling under Megatron's weight. Scorponaut seems okay, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to what, what that means with yeah, the episode. Yeah, yeah. That seems pretty obnoxious. <laughs> but yeah, so we with the episode, uh, we, we as was alluded to earlier, we start with uh, a jungle scene. And it turns out that it's Cheetor who is in the midst of dreaming about hunting down, uh, what what was it, a gazelle? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Some kind of like... Parasophilorophus? Yeah. That's <laughs> later. <laughs> it was like I a gazelle or I, I or literally, like I did not think that either the gazelle or the Parasophilorophus were particularly <laughs> detailed. Because I thought that it was the same character model for both, so... Uh, Huh. That might I be on purpose because they are dream sequences. Yes, Kendall, I'm sure that... Gonna, is the goal of this episode, you're going to try and expand that name as long as it can I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that it wasn't a, a creative decision to have a poorly rendered... Uh, uh, character model. They just don't have much. They don't have much detail. But I mean, like whatever. I mean, I mean, it's fine. I just don't think it's a throwaway was, model. They'll never. I, use I think probably yeah. if it was, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like a peripheral model of of an animal that's in one scene. I mean, yeah, yeah. They were gonna. I I don't think it was a creative choice. I think it was probably a. Str- a strategic choice or a budget choice. Yeah, um, I think if they would have, if they had the opportunity, they would have made them more detailed. But uh, although that that's a that's a, a that works too as a creative choice. <laughs> they have in their in their dreams, they're more poorly animated. That, <laughs> that makes sense. Well, it's like that Cybertron scene that we saw the first time that we had uh, Cheetor with his prophetic dreams. Oh, was the that animation was the- bad in that scene too? Yeah, it wasn't great. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, so I guess it's canon. Yeah. They just don't have enough processing power to have high res dreams. <laughs> In sleep mode, they it just it won't do it. Um, that actually, to yeah. A, I'll give to it electric to you. cheetah's dream in HD. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! But yes, so we've got Cheetor. He he's chasing after this animal. And just as he's getting close, we get this sort of 
trippy light show that starts coming up from the ground and Cheetor freaks out and starts falling in a hole. I thought it was almost an allude it was almost alluding to the the pit or the inferno. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's kind of what I meant when I said like you're going to fall if you like give into your instincts too much it's kind of like you're going to fall into the pit kind of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I was trying I, to say. But. I thought he was hitting the firewall from reboot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that could be it. <laughs> His internal firewall. I, I just, I just like that was exactly what I, I mean. I guess that's that's the reboot is the same people that did this, right? So some stuff yes. is going to look similar, especially because yes. that was late reboot and this is early. Might have been the same time. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna have to check that out. I'll check that out and I'll I'll confirm that uh, at a future episode. I think. Sometime when I like don't feel like doing things, I'm gonna. I need to just binge through all of reboot. <laughs> Since we mentioned reboot, I was reminded of um, someone shared this video of like a, a, like a nostalgia thing. Like, remember this show reboot? Blah 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 blah. And apparently, mainframe has been putting secret messages in their shows for longer than Beast Wars. There was a, apparently a ton of naughty binary messages in reboot in the background. <laughs> I never knew nice. that. Uh, Damn it! Now I've got that firewall song stuck in my head. <laughs> I need to like. I, I need to look why. it up because I don't. I remember that there was a song. Yeah, but I like don't a, remember it was how it goes. Almost like a James Bondish, like sort of opening song there. Yeah, yeah. Like I totally, I totally remember like what it was, but I don't remember the details of it. <laughs> See, I'm gonna wind up finding it after this episode, and I'll have to insert it into into this. I'll insert a little bit of it. That way everybody else can get the earworm in their heads. <laughs> I will not apologize for it. else has to live with my dread Hmm. existential dread yes but yes so as just as as cheetor is about to to sort of fall into this lava uh he wakes up and we hear some explosions going off and we get a message from sentinel saying this is a code one emergency predacon attack and so we then cut to sentinel's disabled as well yes yeah, because as we as we get to the the command center for the ship, uh, we learn that Sentinel's been disabled. Uh, one of the guns, and this is something I noticed: Tarantulas and Scorponok take out one of the top guns on the ship. <laughs> Do you think that was the same gun that shot yeah. them? Yeah, it looked it looks like it. Yeah, it looks like the same gun, and I and I didn't think about how it was the same guys until you just said that. Yeah, revenge. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so they they take out one of the top guns. Uh, wah, wah, top gun. Um, no, Tom Cruise. <laughs> um, Optimus asks for a damage report, and uh, Rhinox uh, tells him that the top uh, outer gun is destroyed. And so Optimus orders Rat Trap Rat Trap to get the backup cannon online. <laughs> and he says, ah, "Don't get your bananas in a bunch. I'm on it." 
<laughs> so just as he does that, Cheetor uh, arrives on the scene and he asks what he can do. <laughs> and Rattrap's like, well, first off, you can maximize. And he's, he's like, like oh, oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. You forget. Yeah. And then Dinobot just comes up behind him and just picks him up. I love that. <laughs> well, he forgot because he was having the dream. His beast mode's taken over. Yeah. Exactly. Because his beast mode was taking over during his dream because he was sleeping and he's like groggy. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, well, that's what I would be like first that. thought. If I got woken up from due to explosions and that, I'd be uh, I'd be pretty uh, groggy headed too, and probably be running around in my underwear. <laughs> be a little weird. Cheater doesn't have to worry about yeah. that. Thankfully, <laughs> otherwise it'd be really weird. But yeah. Anyway. Although if he did wear them, they'd be the cat's pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. And I had to do it. (laughs) I applaud you for it, John. (laughs) So, as as I said earlier, Dinobot uh, carries Cheetor to the elevator. And they start leaving the ship. And Rattrap makes a a comment of, Man, I swear, them polka dots go clear through to the brain. (laughs) So, we we have both Dinobot and Cheetor uh, outside... They're trying to. They act. I'm trying to remember. They tackle. Yes, they tackle Scorponok and Tarantulas yeah. first, and then we cut to Megatron, who has shot a missile at the big, one of the larger guns that I've seen on the ship ever, and yeah. manages to take it out. And right after the explosion, we have Waspinator, who transforms and lands on the top of the ship, and he has Pterosaur with him, and they start shooting at the ship. Uh, and as we come to find out, they, they actually breached the ship because we cut back inside. Rhinox announces that the ship's been breached, and Optimus tells him to open up the, the roof hatch. And we then cut back outside, and Waspinator has torn off a part of the the roof of the ship, I guess you could say. It totally looks like he opened the roof hatch for them. I yeah. thought yeah. the same thing. <laughs> I saw it. But as it turns yeah. as it turns out, it was a different part of the ship because he winds up grabbing this. I don't even know how to describe the part of the ship that he. It he looks like out. a, a really wide vase. It's yeah. like a it's like a like a serving dish from like a coffee shop. Like yeah. when they would keep like, the like bottle on. Almost like that. I mean, it's like I don't a display know. a display serving plate. Yes, kind of thing. Yeah, it's got like a diamond shape, and it's got jewels lining the yeah. sides of it, and then it has, like, two cones. Well, it's got a cone at the bottom. Yeah, it's a diamond shape with two, like, circular ends to it on the top of the diamond and the bottom of the diamond, and yeah. It's it, officially it almost, sci-fi looking. Yeah. Yeah. Do any of you guys ever have, like, little fairs or carnivals, and they had a ride called the Gravitron? It looked yeah. like a UFO. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, it almost sort of looks like that. Yeah, yeah. I never got in one, but... Yeah, I did. It was there. freaky. Yeah. For, for a 12-year-old, it was kind of freaky. I'm not big into rides. <laughs> I, I The time that I was on one of those, it was when I was at space camp. Because they were teaching us about G-Force. That makes sense. That's cool. Yeah. And actually, yeah, yeah, I went to space camp because I was cool. I'm cooler than you. <laughs> I went on the thing that spins you camp. around in the, all the different directions. You know, I even want to go to space camps. So I don't care. Whatever. 
See, I saw the movie Space Camp, so I guess that maybe counts for something. <laughs> I didn't know there was a movie called Space Camp. You didn't know that there was a movie called Space Camp? I don't and think so. And you went to Space Camp? Yeah, no, oh, we, yeah, I lived it, I guess. Yeah, but I bet you didn't have one of those robots. Yeah, because there's a robot in Space Camp. There, was, there, was, there were no robots, no. We rode some rides, we got lectured about how the Saturn V worked, and... Uh, yeah, it was fun, and I slept slept in a hotel room. Uh, where and the, the I volunteered to sleep on the floor the first night, so the other two guys would sleep, or one of the other two guys would sleep on the floor the second night, and then he didn't want to sleep on the floor the second night, and we got in a fight, and the chaperone had to like mediate. What a douchebag! Mm. <laughs> wow. You know, it was it he was just, the, he just it broke the code, man. Like what a dick. Yeah, it was it was the first instance of that. Like there's there's three people in a. They give us three. They put three people in a hotel room with two beds, and so you have to like either you know you can't you can't share a bed because that would be you know that would be <laughs> un, completely impossible. Um, oh yeah. And uh, but I just uh, linked the movie to you, Chandel. <laughs> In, uh, in Skype chat. Okay. Sorry, I, I'm remembering. Uh, okay, so one convention, we really, we really doubled up for for a room. So there was like a lot of us just crammed in somewhere, and so we had we had to basically sleep two to a bed. There was just no way that any of us was going to be going to fit in there if we didn't. And uh, and so like at like three in the morning, I'm like laying in the bed. And the person next to me just starts tossing and turning. It's like, eh, that's eh, rough. Jordan, Jordan, get the fuck away from me! <laughs> I was wide awake at this, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like in my head, and I look across the the you know the little space there, and apparently the the bedmate of the other person, uh, like in the other bed, was also wide awake, and they know me, and they know yeah. that this is like the last last thing that someone would be saying to me. And they just looked at me, and I just looked at them, and we're, we're, we almost like busted out laughing and woke everyone up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the hell's going on? Was that and, other guy having like dreams or something? Yeah, or yeah, like, he was just like sleep talking. He like, was dreaming I, like, about I, you, I, Jordan. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> he, he was he was saying like, no, Jordan, Stan, don't ravish me, and blushing, but he really he, he just wanted you to ravish him. No, after he, that, he asked him in the morning, like, what he was dreaming about. He's like, I have no fucking clue. Like, he's like I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. After that, after that, um, space camp experience, I just always volunteered to sleep on the floor and came with like an air mattress. Um, you know, all the times that 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 I was in that situation in high school, and then yeah, like when I went to Star Wars cards tournaments as an adult, I just, you know, whatever. I can sleep on the floor. I'm tough. Actually, I've, now, I've, I've, I've shared beds with my friends. Now I'm an adult because I'm an adult and I'm not a freaking like, I'm not worried about that kind of shit. Like, whatever. <laughs> Actually, it's funny that this, now that I think about it, uh, I went to a basketball. It's very freaky how this all comes about. The, the very first basketball away basketball tournament that I ever went to, and we were staying at a hotel and I was sleeping on the floor and we had YTV up here in Canada, which is like Cartoon Network equivalent. It was the first time that I, one of the first times that I actually got to see YTV and an episode of Beast Wars is on. It was my first time that I ever saw Beast Wars. Yeah, I cannot see. believe I remembered that, but it just came into my head when I awesome. mentioned sleeping on the floor because I slept on the floor. 
So there you go. It all, anyway. it all became a circle. Yep. Came back also, YTV is all over the credits of Beast Wars. Yeah. If you, have to, if you actually watch the credits, it's all over the credits. <laughs> Yeah. So, what, so where were we? Where were we? The episode's <laughs> over. Yeah, we went on a bit of a tangent. So, <laughs> so, so they they picked up that sci-fi gizmo. Yes. Yeah, they picked up the sci-fi gizmo. Megatron is like, that's it. Yes. And then we have Optimus who who pops out of the roof, and he manages to shoot Waspinator, then gets shot by Pterosaur. Apparently, Waspinator didn't get hit very much because both he and Pterosaur fly off. And then Megatron orders a retreat, <laughs> and we cut to Dinobot, who's spinning around, spinning tarantulas, and lets him go, and tarantulas is like, and now he tells me. Yeah. And then he goes flying into, like, a hill. Yeah. So, that was a pretty funny scene there. So he sort of splatted a bit. This opening sequence, it was great for some for a couple of reasons. First of all, it was just like, it just seemed really well done. Like the the action and 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 the detail and stuff seemed really well done. But also, this is a situation where Megatron he had a plan. He was gonna he's yeah. po- he's been poking and prodding at the base, weak- slightly weakening their defenses over the course of of a couple of days. And then he's like, okay, and then I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the thing. Well, it hasn't been a couple of days yet. It, this was just this just happened. So well, he like probably had to do a little bit of planning before. Or, this, okay, this okay, part. yeah. No, you're yeah. you're right. You're right. So, he, but basically, well, regardless, he he sort of shows up somehow. Somehow they disable the automated defenses because it says it's true. It says what's yeah. his name's down. So so yeah, there was some disabled. There, there was some yeah. There was some planning involved, and then <laughs> they you know and then they take the and then they take the thing and rather than being like okay now we took the thing now. Keep attacking them until we lose our advantage. Um, you know they actually retreat and they actually you know so they had a goal and they achieved the goal. Yeah. And then. Yep. And then yeah, as the episode goes on, then they then they're like screw with the Maximals and then have and then he, and then that's where he that's where it goes off the rails. But um, <laughs> but this at least this beginning is like oh well Megatron is it, it's almost like Megatron is smart. Like he's not an idiot, but you know, we'll 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 see how we'll see where that goes. What you're saying is that luckily you won't have to change the intro music. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah. So we we get uh, Optimus who who manages to recover himself, and uh, he he says, "You're not leaving the party this early." And so he flies up into the air and chases after Terrasaur and Scor- and Waspinator. And he's firing at them, and then we then cut to Air Razor, who has came on, come on the scene in her Falcon form. She transforms, and she we we sort of get uh, she's flying down towards them, and Optimus is flying up, chasing after them. And they're sort of stuck in the middle, but somehow we still get neither of them being able to hit. Either Waspinator or Pterosaur, like they're they're Optimus is like directly behind them. Air Razor is flying head on towards them, almost like in a game of chicken, and they they can't hit them at all. And she even transforms to shoot at shoot at. Them. Yeah, and while they're both distracted, Megatron manages to shoot another big missile out of his T Rex head, which connects with Optimus. 
And then he never shoots missiles again. Yeah, did he shoot a missile of a T-Rex head earlier too? And he was like, yeah, yes, that's what he. Yeah. That's what he took out the big gun with. Yeah, he like it, it, he's never done this before, and I'm not sure if he ever nope. does again. Because usually it's a fucking laser he shoots out of his yeah. giant dinosaur maw. Me- yeah. Megatron, Megatron can do whatever he wants. <laughs> but yeah, so Optimus starts to starts literally crashing towards the ground. Air Razor cuts off her pursuit in order to rescue Optimus, and as she's going to try and catch him, Pterosaur then picks her off and shoots at one of her, I guess, stabilizers or something like that, because she doesn't really have jets, per se. Yeah, because as she she passes by Pterosaur and then leaves his threat range, he's able to do an opportunity attack on it. Nails it. (laughs) (laughs) From behind, for double damage. (laughs) Well, if we're on my 5th edition, then there's no flanking, but... Unless unless Pterosaur is a rogue, but even then, yeah, it might work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he manages to hit her. She still manages to sort of stabilize herself and stop Optimus from crashing into the ground. And he, you know, comments, "Air Razor, you're hit." She's like, "Yeah, drag, isn't it?" And so <laughs> it's a badass though that she's like, cause yeah. she gets really wasted from this shot, and she's holding on to like Optimus here, like. Yeah, you're bleeding to death. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but yeah. So they, she manages to set them both on the ground, and Cheetor winds up seeing that they're both injured. Optimus is like, she took a bad hit, and then we cut inside, and we see uh, Air Razors being put into the CR chamber. And he says she took a really bad hit, and it's going to take a. F- it'll be days before repair is completed on her. So she got messed up pretty bad. Hmm. Must be mostly internal though, because or something. Because like other than you know the damage we see from the outside, like it, it only yeah. and and just basically the way she talks about it, it you know, it, it like from the outside it doesn't look bad. Just that yeah. you know it keeps her from flying well or that. But then it's like, oh, well, she's going to be in there for days. Yeah. Well, she got shot in the back. We never see a direct shot of the wound. So it could be mm-hmm. a gaping fucking hole with, like, sparks coming out of it. Mm. I wonder if maybe it was, like, a, a power source or, like, a battery section that might have been hit. So maybe mm. that's why it was taking a bit longer. She was literally leaking fluid, like, kind of candle. I mean, Jordan kind of said earlier, like, where she's bleeding to death. Like, maybe she literally was <laughs> leaking mech fluid. <laughs> Now I feel bad making that joke. She's going to be fine. No worry. Yeah. But yeah. So as they turn their, like, as they're talking about it, uh, they all start having an Energon surge. And Jeff's like, but we're in the base. What the cheese? <laughs> <laughs> and Rhinox was attempting to try and, and tell them about something. And he's like, that's what I was trying to tell you. And so he, he announces everybody should go into beast mode. They all transform. And he says, the Predacons took our rectifier coil. So the part that was taken was a, a rectifier coil. And so without it, the base is no longer Energon shielded. So Rat Trap, Rat Trap isn't too keen on that. He's like, oh man, we got to wear these fur coats day and night. And Optimus, we get a zoom in on him. He says, that could be a problem. So from there, we, we cut to the dark side and we have Megatron holding this rectifier coil in his hand. 
he's like, <laughs> he says, but um, how does he, he says, oh, yes, perfect. And so the Maximals are forced in their beast mode inside their base. And he said, the effects shall soon be noticeable and beyond their control. Yes. And when that happens, we strike. And he, funnily enough, the, the scene goes like he's holding the coil. He tosses it to Scorponok, who, who sort of juggles it around a little bit because, of course, he has claw hands. So it's not like he can really grab it very well. No. He, he manages to sort of hold it in his arms and is trying to keep his balance on the flying or the floating platform. And as Megatron slams his fist down on his own chair, uh, sort of emphasize the we strike part, Scorponok then falls off the platform. Which I mean, like, it's not, he's on a floating platform, not connected to the chair at all. Like, I don't understand yeah. how that happened. Maybe just startled him, maybe. I, I guess. guess. <laughs> <laughs> They're not connected. Um, in the ground, so it's not like he hit it and he felt that shockwave, but maybe yeah. that's how hard Megatron hit it. Yeah. <laughs> he produced a little sonic shockwave. Yeah. And, and I like how when he falls, the other ones just kind of like look down and I'm like, huh. Okay. <laughs> They're like, oh, God. <laughs> he did it again. So Space Camp came out in 1986. That was before <laughs> I was born. <laughs> that would explain why I did not see this random kids movie from before I was born. I was only three when it came out, but I still saw it. I'm sorry that me and Kendall didn't see it at negative three. <laughs> negative two, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying that you couldn't see movies that came out before, but I don't feel like Space Camp is like the, uh, it's not like, it's not like, uh, you know, uh, 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. Like it's you know it's it's not exactly uh, it probably it probably came out and then was soon forgotten about by most of society apparently oh, not by Greg probably. no well it's it's, oh, it's actually yeah it's more of like an eighties movie there's a like I haven't really like I can't remember it from start to finish but I know of it and it's been it's like one of those things like you know how people are like oh well, fond memories of eighties and it's part of that like things that they would mention. Yeah, Jordan, yeah. you were like 25 when it came out, though. So, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 different. Anyway, but come on, it had it had Leah Thompson in it when who's, she was. Who's that? That was the mom from Back to the Future. Oh, okay. That, yeah. I mean, I know that. There was a mom in Back to the Future, but she's not exactly <laughs> a breakout character in that film. <laughs> okay, uh, I don't know. I'm not that big of a God. Fan I of keep Back pulling like old stuff because I was about to tell. I was about to say she was in Howard the Duck, but then <laughs> oh, like, okay, Howard the Duck. I've seen. Okay, you you've seen Howard the Duck, and you haven't seen Space Camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you know what? Howard the Duck is a the is Marvel a comic character. book movie directed by George Lucas. <laughs> You know what? Uh, and it's got I, duck tits in it. So I mean, you got to see it. Yes. I just I yes. just watched uh The Goldbergs, which is all set in like the 80s. Yeah. And Adam Gold, Goldberg was feeling down and was like he's like am I too old for all this stuff and he was kind of like throwing away like, you know, his back to the future stuff like that and his his grandfather was like trying to reignite his childish wonder and he's like is like uh, it's like if this he's like I've got a movie for you that was like directed by Steven Spielberg and blah 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 and it's Howard the Duck. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it went about as well as you think it would. Yeah. Howard the Duck is a fun movie though. 
Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, I, it gets it gets very maligned. I would have really, really liked to see a Marvel Cinematic Universe Howard the Duck. I was I was very very excited when he showed up at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. 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 And you know, and you know the joke. You know the joke that Disney spent eight billion dollars so that they could make that cameo. Well spent. (laughs) (laughs) To buy to buy Marvel and Lucasfilm. Yeah. (laughs) We can bring him back to the screen now. Okay. Sorry. Oh my god! I just realized we could have a cameo of Howard the Duck in the new Ducktales cartoon. (gasps) Oh, because it is Disney. Yeah. Wait, so so now that Disney owns Howard the Duck, does Howard the Duck not have to wear pants anymore? Does he wear pants? Because originally he didn't wear pants, but for legal reasons they had to make him wear pants because of he would look too much like Donald the Duck. Donald the Duck. Donald Duck. <laughs> Donald the Duck. Or Daffy. Wait, which one's... Yeah, Donald is the Disney character. Yeah. Daffy is yeah. the... Daff- Daffy doesn't wear anything, so... Yeah. Da- Daffy is also... Yeah, Daffy is 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 uh, is is the the Looney Tunes character. Okay, I just yes, I not I'm not. That's outside of my area of expertise. I wasn't trained. I, uh, oh my god! I only oh, yeah. just looked up new Ducktales uh, pictures, the new series, and it does look. I like the animation style. I think my friend was singing. Like I it. heard that uh, David Tennant is, is going to be Scrooge. Scrooge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What? Um, yeah. But back to the episode. Why do you guys keep getting off track? <laughs> I know, right? We're the worst. Scorpidox falls down and then Megatron laughs and then he looks and then he stops laughing and looks at the other guys and then they start <laughs> laughing and then he starts laughing again, except for Black Arachnia. She's just like fucking hell. <laughs> like, I'm so ra- the look that like you can't see her face because she's sort of in the background, but you have to say I got her hand on her hip and she's just like oh, yeah. She's like, Oh my god, I'm surrounded by idiots. <laughs> Yeah, so we get that little scene where they're laughing. Uh, we then cut back to the Maximal base, and we have Scorponok, who apparently managed to collect himself because now he's outside the Maximal base, and he transforms. And I think he shoots a couple of missiles, doesn't he? Or does he actually fire? Hold on. Oh, apparently, the transition was like going into Megatron's mouth too, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, he just arms his missiles and then he goes into the base and maybe he shoots them later, but right now... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, he he transforms. It looks like he's getting ready to shoot the missiles. Um, And we cut inside and they've detected his energy signature. Uh, And Rhinox sort of is trying to to get Optimus' attention. He's asleep in a chair. (laughs) (laughs) And we sort of zoom in on Optimus and then we cut to, like, this sort of jungle setting... And so we realize that Optimus is is dreaming, obviously, and apparently he's dreaming of, of swinging on a vine in in this sort of jungle area. On a really, really thin vine. Yeah, I don't. I don't really think that anything. it. It's hanging yeah. from that airplane that Spider Man uh, shoots his web to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, just as um, just as he sort of lands. He he hears Rhinox's voice uh, calling him, and he manages to wake himself up. He's sort of startled. Oh wait, yes, the ship does shake. So yeah, so they must have. Yeah, he probably makes a couple of pot shots at him. And uh, 
so he sort of startled awake. Rhinox is, is sounds really grumpy at this point. And <laughs> and Optimus forgets grammar for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, because he... How exactly does he put it? He's like, enemy, uh, just shaking us up. Not an attack. Yet. And it's like, wow, okay. Yeah, his his grammar... Obviously his grammar, uh, grammar program hasn't come online here yet. Because... His his uh his speech is really off. It, it almost sounds sounds cavemanish, or what you might expect a gorilla to sound like if he if he could talk. Or Tarzan, maybe. Yeah. Before he was taught proper yeah. English, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But but yeah, he he sort of alludes to that they're just trying to shake them up just to keep them off their game. Um, Ryan, is it Rhinox or Rattrap that says? But none of us have slept in two days. Oh wait, it is Optimus who says it. And we then get Rattrap, who's he's trying to hit some sort of a switch on the console. And he's like, "I hate working with these short little arms and legs. I want to maximize." Yeah. And I'm like, "Why didn't he just use his tail?" Because he's not thinking straight. He's under stress. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and he hasn't he's fully and days. he hasn't. Fl- and he hasn't fully embraced using his beast mode yet. Yeah, I suppose so. But yeah, so like, he wants to transform. Optimus tells him no because with the energon buildup, if the Prez attack, he'll have less time to fight. <laughs> Rat Trap says, man, if you weren't such a chicken. <laughs> so they start arguing and Rhinox and goes doesn't Doesn't way. he just like chitter at him and he grunts back at him? Yeah. And then and Rhinox starts yelling, stop it, stop it, stop it. And he stomps his foot, and then he literally flips the table. <laughs> Which I said is is module, so, you know, it's not yeah. like he broke it off, but it then <laughs> crashes into the... Yeah, it breaks the glass of the elevator again. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, like, how are they going to fix that? Because <laughs> they've done it a few times now. Maybe they put right. it in the... Oh, maybe yeah, they put um, it in the fixing chamber thing. And... <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, that's picks up a chair to like hit Rat Trap. Like that's he gets so into it. Yeah, he snaps off an arm of the chair. And he's like going to club the rat. He's about to go WWE yeah. on his ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you watch, like he when when they just there's that moment where after he stomps and knocks the table over, he just kind of just drops it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "What's happening to us?" And they say they've been in beast mode too long. And Rat Trap's like, "I'm a robot trapped in a rat's body, and the rat is taking over." And Optimus says that they need to fight it, and he sort of comes to a realization. He's like, "Tigerdron, he must have dealt with this." And apparently, Rhinox thought the same thing because he says that he sent a message to him by laser and just hopes that he gets it. He so. sent a message by laser. I mean, I know that they have made they've made clear what that means, and it's a continuity yeah. thing, but it sounds funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's faster than FedEx, so <laughs> which what hasn't been invented right? yet. On yeah, I on mean, you go system? to you send something in FedEx, and then it gets lost, and it's on a desert island for three years. <laughs> and after ten thousand years, it's free. <laughs> You know, it, I wonder what it would have been like if Rita had a volleyball that had a painted face on it that she talked to when things weren't going well. Then in the first episode, she'd put it through the Monstermatic, and then the Power Rangers would kill it. Yeah. 
It's probably true. Aww. I was going to say, Goldar would be jealous of it. <laughs> I'm just yeah, picturing, a- like, a, a tennis ball, a, ten- a tennis, like, a bloody tennis ball monster with Power Rangers, <laughs> Power Rangers-style monster. Kinda creepy. Be. Well, you know, creepy is, uh, you know, that's the point, right? Yeah. Go- a yeah. combination of goofy, a mixture between goofy and creepy. Yeah. Would it still be named Wilson, though? Yes. Okay. Definitely. As long as we have that, then that's all good. Anyway, getting back to the episode. <laughs> God, we're going off on so many tangents tonight. But yeah. We're so, moving through. There's not, you know, like I said, this isn't that, should, that good of an episode. That should so. be in a drinking game for our show. Is every time we say, we're going off on so many tangents, take a shot. I don't think I don't think we're any worse than any other podcast of this genre. Uh, I suppose so. That's another drinking shot right there. Once Ke- Kendall says that, well, I don't we're any worse than any other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so uh, as they as they finish talking, uh, Sentinel announces that the Predacon energy signature has left the area. They sort of relax a bit. Rat Trap says. Uh, put the defenses on auto, on auto. I've got some serious snoozing to do. And Optimus comes back with saying, for once, Rattrap, you get no argument from me. So we we go into a bit of an extended scene where uh, I think it's first it's Optimus again that we yeah. see dreaming. And he's he's dreaming about the jungle again. Oh, the plant's there too. Yes, that's true. Yeah, the plant that uh, Dinobot brought him. Yeah. And we get to see Optimus's funky, uncomfortable-looking bed again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Optimus is dreaming, and he's... I think it has him swinging around again. Yes, it's almost like... It's almost the same scene, only at nighttime now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he swings into the forest, he's looking around, and there's these <laughs> sort of... Evil, cartoony. It's almost like the type of eyes that you would see in like an old Halloween special, like a a Disney Disney Halloween cartoon. Yeah, like just glowing or, eyes, or, or, or some like silly haunted house where like eyes light up on the on the yeah. wall in the dark. Yeah, yeah. It was, and, and they flash around too, which makes them even sillier. And it's like, does they don't blink? It's not a gorilla thing. No. What? Gorillas aren't afraid of the jungle. <laughs> well, no, but like he is. I, but it, it's re- it represents primal fear and like having to survive in the wild. Like, I think you're taking it too literally. Okay. Maybe it just represents it's a dream, primal man. fear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I give points to Jordan for that one. He's like, it's primal fear. That was a good one. Okay. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I don't know. Like, uh, mm. <laughs> one L three. That's not bad. I think this is actually like, like this, this scene is actually where where the episode kind of lost me a little bit. I okay. It, I didn't. I yeah. Didn't. I. It didn't make a lot of. Sense. I felt like I felt like you should have had a scene where he did something gorilla y more gorilla y I don't know. Like all the other ones, it makes sense. Like you're hunting prey or you're. I mean, I don't know what gorillas do. Use tools to eat bugs. Well, I could have seen him, like, when he first saw the eye. I was kind of surprised he didn't, like, do a big, you know, sort of chest bump or anything right, like right. that. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit his, his chest. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that would that would have made more sense, but it just se- it seemed a little weird. I just don't think of like I think of like Rat Trap should have had a dream where he was scared to death because rats run around scared all the time. Mm-hmm. But or in New York, they run around with big pieces pizza. of pizza. Yeah. yeah, I took it as a more like uh, non-literal like. Is there like the primal fears returning to him and mm. making him like all, you know, primal again? I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, so not quite. Not yeah. <laughs> Last week's episode was better. So Optimus uh, is sort of freaking out in his dream a bit, and from here. He's sort of looking all around. He's get his his lip quivers too. It's kind of sad. It's kind of you know. He's kind of freaking out. And then it cuts back to seeing he, he's sort of like shifted around on his own bed, and he wakes up, and his eye color is different now. Like he looks like his eyes look like they did in the dream. So apparently, this is indicative of the animal side has taken over. Yeah. And from here, we then cut to Dinobot, who. <laughs> when I first saw this, I'm like, floor. He's, he's so adorable, like a kitty, he's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and he he's dreaming of chasing the. I'm not even going to try and pronounce what it was that you guys were saying earlier. A software lock and dick a dong, dick a I, I, I still think we should just go to the natural conclusion and go with Snuffleupagus. I guess. Parasaurolophus. 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 If there's a listener out there who knows the correct pronunciation, by all means, please either tweet or post on the Facebook group the phonetic pronunciation, please. But yeah, so he... uh, He's dreaming about chasing this dinosaur. He catches it in his mouth and he starts sort of shaking it around. And he wakes up and his eye color has changed. He, he's like really thrashing with it, like tosses up and yeah. catches it again. Like, I mean, Obviously if it wasn't nobody... for the fact for the model doesn't seem to do anything in response yeah. to it, it was kind of brutal. Yeah. I mean, obviously nobody ever told him not to play with his food. So, but yeah. So once he wakes up, his eye color has changed. We then uh, get, he sort of jumps up and he's like skulking around, like looking around his room. We then cut to rat trap. We don't actually see what he was dreaming about. Like all it is, is you, you see his head moving around and then his eyes open up and they're red, just like a, a regular rats. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious as to what he would have been dreaming about. Maybe cheese. Cheese might've been involved. It looks scared when he wakes up, so probably something similar to Optimus. Yeah. Kendall was saying. Yeah. So he wakes up, and then we cut back to uh, a hallway, and Optimus's door opens. And he, he sort of is looking like confused because the door opened on its own. He sort of. Yeah. He's looking around a bit, and he starts sort of walking down the hall very much in a gorilla fashion. Uh, we then cut to. Like another hall outside of Rat Trap's room, and he's looking around, and then Dinobot literally tries to snap his jaws at him. And yeah, catch him. yeah, it like I, makes like flashes, sparks almost. 
I just want to I just want to jump in real fast and say that I really think they missed an opportunity with the rat trap dream, just because like I I feel like at very least it's it was it was it was harder to do a uh a, a an Optimus dream like you could have had Optimus acting the way that he did, and also you had two he Optimus got two dreams, yeah. Why didn't you? Why not have give Rat Trap a dream in this round and have him running just randomly running scared? I mean, unless it like was. I mean, because yeah, they did just basically reuse the footage for the second one. So unless they were like, I'm one, I'm almost wondering if this episode like they were a little bit more ambitious and so they kind of had to cut corners in a couple of spots. That could be because I did find that the um as we'll get into it, but I found that some of the. Uh, like the outside shots looked a bit better than normal. Mm-hmm. Well, they're just, I mean, the outside shots, they're just continuously, I think just continuously improving, just continuously uh, building off of what they had. But yeah. 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 So. We, oh. So I muted yeah. myself. I muted myself. What the heck? <laughs> I need to figure out how to make this mixing board not do that. <laughs> So we we get uh, Dinobot starts chasing after Rattrap, and actually Dinobot sort of skids past the hallway that Rattrap cuts into. As he skids, his yeah, there's a tire screech and there's sparks that come up from his claws, and then he manages to to turn himself around and continue chasing Rattrap. Uh, we then cut to the the elevator for the ship, <laughs> and Optimus is holding on to. Like one of the the hydraulics for the elevator, almost like a tree branch, and he's looking around, wondering what's going on, and then just starts wandering away from the ship. And once he's out of the frame, we see Rat Trap sort of just splats onto the the sort of floor of the elevator, and he bolts, and then Dinobot drops down after him and starts chasing him. Oh, I want to point out, and I, I I totally missed my opportunity there when you're talking about Optimus coming off of the ship. But mm-hmm. this is where we're seeing. Uh, was it was it Zach who was talking about uh, Optimus's well rendered gorilla butt? <laughs> it's, it's forefront in the scene. There. Yeah, like it's, you can practically see up there as he walks away. Like, <laughs> yeah, very try, very well rendered. Yeah, I'll, I'll try. I'll try and get a screen cap for just for Zach. So see it. I'll include it in the episode. It's a it's a tradition of this show to have well rendered gorilla butt. So exactly. Yeah, but yeah. So as as they start running, uh, we cut to to Megatron, who apparently has been, I guess, sitting here waiting because he had apparently he's been doing uh, research, uh, like you had said earlier, Jordan, uh, on maximal. Pro- he says exactly as my research on maximal programming postulated. That's a word that we don't hear often said in a cartoon, let alone any sort of a show. But uh, he he notes that their beast forms have taken over in their exa- in, and in their exhaustion they are sleep prowling, and then he says, which means that tonight we hunt. And then we sort of zoom out, or we I- zoom back to we see Rhinox and Cheetor who are running out of the ship as well, and then. Uh, Megatron, it zooms out on Megatron and it shows that he's got a big ass elephant gun. I want to point he out that to, he's, where did he get that thing? It looks like it's <laughs> color the way it's colored, it kinda of looks like he he made it 
like his tail transformed into it or something. But well, it's got a bone. It's got a bone. Yeah, handle. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um. Also, where did he get the chair? Yeah, that's a good question. The chair is so dumb. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I, I like, want to imagine the scene where he's explaining this to them. Like, he's like, "Ah, oh, yes, now I have made this chair specifically for you all to carry me." And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. He says, "Well, yeah, you he... see, you see, in the twentieth century, there were these. Uh, in the early twentieth century, there were movies where people went hunting in Africa, and uh, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to make a reference to that." <laughs> um, can we just walk? No, you have to carry me, okay? Or I'll destroy you. <laughs> you see, Fine. you see, it's got All to right. do. With, you know what? It's probably got to do with the maximal programming. Yeah. <laughs> they they need to they need to use. See, oh no, this is what it is. He he actually no, it is like he's watching crappy safari movies. Uh, he's they 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 have to. Uh, he's done his research on how to hunt these animals. And the historical document ta- documents show that when humans were hunting these animals, that's how they did it. Yep. I guess it's dumb. It's really oh. <laughs> and then and then like and then like Black Arachne has a drum for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. There's she's drumming and they're carrying Megatron and so Scorponok is, is holding is the handles on the drum? front. Is it a Tycho drum because she's Asian? <laughs> oh. No, it's just it's it's, it's it's just a uh, leopard or zebra skin yeah. drum. Okay, so it's so it's an African drum because she's just not white, and they can't tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> we get to see Inferno though. Like we haven't yes. seen, seen yeah, him. We since, hadn't seen Inferno seen him in, since the last episode in like full. Yeah, he's flying around with the uh, pterosaur and waspinator. Um. We get uh, we then cut to to Optimus who's hanging around in a tree, and then we sort of get like a, a scope sight from Megatron's gun, and he's lining up a shot on Optimus, and he sort of chuckles a little bit and pulls the trigger, and it launches a big freaking missile. Like it's not a it's not a bullet, it's a missile. It's got like a, a flame trail behind it. And at the last second, Optimus notices it and sort of gasps and then drops out of the tree and the tree explodes. And Megatron is like, drat. He's like, oh, well, try, try again. <laughs> I'll see if he had used a bullet, he might have not noticed it as opposed to a large missile that's yeah. screaming through the yeah. air. So he, he orders the flyers to spread out and hunt down the other Maximals and destroy them but that he wants uh, uh, Optimus Primal himself. And then he, then he tells him to go forward. <laughs> and then we've got Scorponok uh, holding it, and Tarantulas is sort of straining t- in the back. <laughs> um, we, we then cut to inside the Maximal base, and Tigatron is in his robot form and, and sees Optimus on a camera running away. And... Uh, Air Razor has just come out of the the restoration chamber, and she she asks what's going on. And Tigertron said it's called a hunt because apparently he, they he's... aren't familiar with the term. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what's going on, and yeah, maybe this is a traditional uh, Predacon tradition. 
Maybe. Yeah, emulate the word culture before. Yeah. But yeah, so he he transforms into his tiger mode and he says that the night is wild and we have much to do. And uh, from there, we, we then cut back outside and Waspinator and Terrasaur are shooting at Dinobot and Rat Trap. <laughs> Waspinator says... Uh, Waspinator, love it when prey cannot shoot back. And then it, it zooms in on Pterosaur, who says, hunting from the air with automatic weapons. Now that's a sport. <laughs> and he gets so excited when he says it, yeah. too. And he's got, he's, like, this automatic rifle that we've never... I don't think we've seen him use this gun before, have we? No. He got uh, a special gun, like... like, like uh... Yeah, I don't think so. Unless it, unless like that was the same kind of gun he used in that power episode where he like got ion power and crazy state. Mm, but I don't I don't know I don't, if it was the same model or not. Yeah, I don't think it's the same model as the rifle he used then. Yeah, but yeah. So from here we we then cut to uh, a small scene of Tigertron and Air Razor leaving the ship, and then we then cut to to Cheetor who's getting shot at along with Rhinox. They're both and Rhinox's eyes are like blood red i don't do do rhino's eyes normally look like that uh no yeah. aren't aren't all of their eyes red because they're beasts? yeah they're, they're, it's, yeah it's symbolizing their like beasty nature i don't know i just found it kind of jarring on rhinox it's it's this is a very uh, we're learning we're learning from john that this episode is really it's not to be taken literally it's a very <laughs> symbolic episode it's yeah. an allegory for primal Rage fear. I mean, the dream at the very least, yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, they're, they're, they got, they got, they all have reddening eyes. Like, Cheetor's is ready yellow, like, and Rat Trap's eyes go pure red because, like, yeah. it's just, a th- it's just a visual cue to that that they're, they've been, they've gone feral kind of thing. Really, yeah. really, what this is is it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's an allegory for why Donald Trump should be president. It's... Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just saw a thing that said, like, I feel like that keeps popping up, like, people saying that uh, things are, are pro-Trump allegories. Ah, the memes, no. I see. That's not the case here. Um, yeah. Okay, you guys, so good news. They run, they run good news, tiger cat is pooping in the box. So, <laughs> good. Good. I'm very glad to that's hear That's good it. news. Uh, Are his eyes red? Has he gone feral? <laughs> her, her eyes are not red, no. no. Oh, her eyes. But she 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 walked down and she looked a little bit confused because the the, the boxes had moved a few feet um and I was afraid that she was going to decide to shit poop wherever. The same place anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Cats. The other cat gets creative on where he leaves his presence, but uh but she's usually pretty good, but she did look a little confused when she came down here. I think she actually came down here to take a dump, but then she saw me, so she sat by me for like half an hour. Now she remembers why. <laughs> anyway, so we we've got uh, Cheetor and Rhinox who are getting shot at, and John, you were saying that yeah, uh, Tigertron shows up and sort of does a tiger, or actually, it's weird because Cheetor actually does a different growl than what he normally does, and actually sounds good. It's like an actual sound effect of a cat like growling or roaring or something. And Tigertron uh, growls back at him. 
You thought and... that was an actual sound effect? Because I thought huh? it sounded more like Cheetor's regular voice than normal. Mm. That's interesting. I, I thought it sounded better than what it normally sounds like. Well, I mean, it probably sounded better, but it, like normally he sounds like, and this sounded more. It did sound. It sounded more like it was that voice actor making the doing the voice doing it as opposed to just better at it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I mean maybe that was the point is that it's supposed to sound better. They were like, yeah. I mean, that was it was probably still the voice actor, but they were like, make a better cat noise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because like voice actors do generally do like animal noises on like uh, these shows, like like all the animals on Avatar: The Last Airbender was all the same dude, and like Appa sounds like a fucking actual animal. So, mm. okay, yeah, but he, he could just gotten better at it. Yeah, but it does sound better for one episode. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I mean, I don't know. Well, how the rest of the episodes are great. So. Yeah. yeah. So. Oddly enough, like Cheetor and Rhinox both stop and they look at Tigertron. I don't know if Tigertron sort of does something, but he gets them to follow him. It was a little weird exchange. But he, he yeah. like, yeah, he like stares them down, gets their attention, and then he kind of like reels back. Yeah, and then like for some reason they kind of get this, and he when he turns around, they just kind of follow him. Yeah, and then they hear a, a, an explosion in the background, and they start following after him. Well, because like they uh, still are, they still are themselves. It's just that they're they're given into their base animal instincts. So yeah, on yeah. some level, they know to trust Tigatron. And Tigatron, mm-hmm. since he interacts with the you know his tiger girlfriend, um, <laughs> like he knows how to talk to to regular oh, man, animals. It's imagine too. something. Tiger Charles like out in the wild with his tiger girlfriend and air razor shop. She's like, "Oh hey, uh, who's that?" Well, I mean, I'm assuming that they. Well, like awkward. Oh, it's not a hawk. Yeah, I think they broke. I think they broke up. I don't think that like that like he's the he's two timeier. Like, you think that she was getting upset because he kept going to help the Maximals. It's like, you're always leaving me to go help these other people. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so we, we cut to the Predacon base, and actually it's an aerial shot, shot of the, the base. And then we see uh, Air Razor seems to be scoping out things. And she makes note that the lights are on, but nobody's home. And then she, she adds, except for the automated defenses, of course. <laughs> And then they all went out the hunt. Yeah, and this is of course where we get the 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 comment of she stoops to conquer, and she it's it was almost Batman esque. She she's like right in front of the moon, mm-hmm. and then she drops down into a power sort, dive. Yeah, she she does a power dive towards the ground. I think everyone falcons at their fastest is when they're diving. Yeah. I mean, this is this is something straight out of Animorphs. Like every time, <laughs> every time they transformed into into the Birds of Prey, like they always described doing exactly this, mm-hmm. like in you know very very detail. Yeah, I remember that very distinctly. So it was cool to see like something that I've always heard read described, and then it's that. Yeah. So um, I looked it up. And tigers do not mate for life. So maybe he just they just made it, and then he left. And there's like there's like half Cybertronian tiger baby somewhere. 
<laughs> or or maybe that's, that's she a- wanted kids, but he's but you know you can't have but they can't uh, breed. Yeah, it's a good it's a question. Can can Maximals breed with other animals? Hmm, I'm not sure. Predacons, obviously, of course, too. Predacons probably. I'm pretty sure a wasp mater can't find another wasp. But like, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a little weird. Yeah, it's about like you know, uh, the other ones are kind of like non-existent animals too. Well, at least not yeah. anymore. So yeah, just kind of they're kind of fucked. But Maximals well, don't have Max. That's why uh, possibly. That's why tarantulas had to make a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my. So. Getting back to the episode, we actually get a pretty cool scene where Air Razor she she levels she levels off, and the the bases guns are oh. shooting at her, but they can't hit her. And yeah, like you were saying, George, she she transforms and winds up breaking the sound barrier. Sonic boom. Yeah, she she literally sonic booms between the the guns, and they're destroyed, and then she flies into the base. So. But I mean, a sonic boom doesn't actually. Do that? Like, does it have yeah. a shockwave that comes out and like beat, then beats things up near it, or do we just not? See, usually happens with planes, so it isn't around other things. But I mean, there's I some the kind of shockwave because planes used to not be able to break the sound wave because they would explode. Oh, so I guess yeah, and I guess I, I said Flash has done it before. Yeah. He's like used sonic booms to like blow back enemies and stuff. We did sort of think so. Well, sort of see something like that in the first Iron Man movie too. When when Tony breaks the sound barrier, it's like yeah. I mean, like there's got to be some way that God from Street Fighter weaponizes them. So, So in other words, (laughs) at least in fiction, sound sonic booms cause cause shockwaves. Yeah, I I, I like that old thing. I don't know if you've heard that before, but like. We're talking about how Guile's like the most badass Street Fighter character because like everyone else uses like key to do energy attacks, but he just straight up moves his arms at the speed of sound <laughs> <laughs> to create sonic booms. He moves them that so he's like the mantis shrimp of the Street Fighter world. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh man, doesn't he know fucking keys? An American. <laughs> I don't have time for this shit. I'm gonna move <laughs> my arms really fast. <laughs> my center, screw that. <laughs> but yeah, so we we cut back to uh, Rat Trap, who's running along, and Dinobot's sort of behind him a little bit. He hears an explosion, and Rat Trap sort of scurries through this hole in like this rock wall. Uh, we then cut to to Optimus, who. <laughs> He's looking at a fern, I think. And then he hears an explosion and he jumps and then he sees Tigatron who's grumbling at him and Optimus does this chest thumping. And it almost looks for a second like Yeah. And it looks sort of like Tigatron is like impressed with him or something. Or a little freaked out almost. Yeah, he doesn't expect it. He's like, Oh, okay. Uh Yeah, it was a little weird, and then Optus sort of seems to settle down and looks at Tigertron questioningly, and I almost it almost looked like Tigertron rolled his eyes a little bit and then turns around <laughs> and walks away. <laughs> and Optus sort of looks behind him and then back at Tigertron, and then we we get a scene of Tigertron leading him, Rhinox, and Cheetor, and Rattrap is sort of like hiding in a bush, and they sort of come into this little grove. And Dinobot 
pops out and is snapping his jaws, trying to look menacing, and Tigertron just growls at him like he's, you know, sort of frustrated with him. Yeah. And then just walks past him and and hops onto this little ledge. Kind of like when Dinobot comes out, he's got his, he's got his claws up in the air, like he's like, boo! <laughs> <laughs> like, blah, I'm a monster! <laughs> Tigertron's like, shut the fuck up. Come on. <laughs> it wasn't funny the first time. <laughs> but yeah, so so we get Tigatron, uh he's talking to the Maximals and he he talks about how they were merely robots in disguise, uh but apparently on this planet they have become something more. And he mentions that the the Maximal programming was designed to block out their beast urges, urges but that has proven to be an error and how their beast swarms are a part of them, and that fighting their nature only made the, the beast side stronger. So they should accept both the beast and the robot forms. And he tells them to try and feel their core consciousness and find the programming block and delete it and bring your beast and robot forms together and let them work in harmony and let them make you stronger than you were before. And, oh, wait, something I forgot to mention. He, he uses like some sort of a command... Yeah, to to access all of their core consciousness, so he, he's sort of like directly talking into their brains, sort of. So, so that he's was a bit doing one of those share screen things. You can just do that, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, was like uh, you just you just be like, "Hey, I'm gonna access your core consciousness. Yeah. Say my 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 password is my name." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's his name well, with his voice ID. I know. Said exactly they that all... way, but yeah. Well, see, they, they, they all have this, like, guest access to their core consciousness that they can access by their names. Guest access. He doesn't have admin approval, which is why he can't no. do it himself. Yeah. yeah. Ask them to do it. <laughs> all, all he but, does is, because all he does when he accesses their core consciousness is, is just tells them to shut up. Right? That's, pretty much. That's the only thing he's able to do. Yeah. But at, after he finishes talking, we, we get... All of them sort of seem to struggle a little bit, and then we hear the sort of like the maximal computer keep saying Did programming block back deleted. Eraser, cut the eraser before that happens. I think was it before? Or was it after? Okay. I thought it was after. Uh, they, def- they definitely. I think, I think he just, it was after. Yeah, I, no, I I think the scene with eraser is right before the. No, he goes. He goes. Listen. Yeah, he says listen well, and then it cuts to like. Eraser. So I don't think he's. I don't think he's explained what to do yet. Okay. Yeah, he's he just kind of settled them down, and then it goes to Eraser and her Indiana Jones adventure. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. So yeah, he, she, she, yeah, she gets a little Indiana Jones moment. Like the the coil is is sort of on this pedestal. It even kind of looks mystical. Like, yeah. Than, like, <laughs> yeah, it's got a light shining well, down on it. And... It doesn't help that they went uh, from Tigertron's usual mystical. Uh, sound, you know, sound sting straight, like as he said, you know, said his speech, then to Air Razor. So, yeah, yeah. So she, <laughs> she, she's looking at it. And she's like, no way that Megatron wouldn't have set a booby trap. And sure enough, as soon as she says that, a gun pops out from the ceiling. A really, really little gun. Yeah, and it zooms in on the gun, and the <laughs> gun explodes. It's like, oh well, that was simple. <laughs> yeah, she just takes and then the she coil picks it and up, leaves. turns around, and walks away. See, I was expecting like when she did that that like another alarm and another booby trap would be set. Yeah. You know, yeah, but for, no, for the the or something. no big yeah. deal. 
Yeah. 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 Another one of those little things that where this episode kind of missed the mark. Yeah. Yeah. She's running. She'd be running from the rock, and then she'd be like, "Oh yeah, I can fly," and just flies away. (laughs) (laughs) Or some, or just something. I mean, like, have have her just do like a quick scene of her running out with it with the gun shooting at her or something like that. Like, yeah, like just a. I mean, Basically, I like, I, oh, it wasn't as easy as I thought. Yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. Yep, it turned yeah. out to be as easy as what she thought. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So she leaves, and then we we cut back to the Maximals as as Tigertron is is giving more of his speech, and then we we get the the little programming block deleted from each of the Maximals as they sort of reassert themselves. I guess you could say. And and Optimus says, Yes, I understand. And then Rat Trap comes out of the bush and he's like, Rat, robot, rat, robot. It's like I'm a robot and a rat. I remember that from back in the day real well. Yeah. And yeah, what I think they're doing is like there used to be like a, a straight up block between robot and animal, and because of that there was a conflict. Because yeah. they got rid of the block, it just all merges together. Yeah. And it's there's not any distinction anymore. So mm-hmm. which is what Rat Trap says that. So two you things. This, oh, sorry. Go so ahead. Kendall. Two things, real, real quick. First of all, Tigatron. So they're taking advice from Tigatron, the guy who doesn't have good identity circuits. What if he'd been wrong? Like, <laughs> and this actually because they're deleting the code from their from their core consciousness. Like, this is like a fundamental thing. Like, they they delete it, and it, the, apparently that's the wrong thing, and then they can't boot up anymore. Well, it's a chance I had to take. Like they have to reinstall Windows. <laughs> like, like uh, I, I mean, yeah. First of all, first of all, that you know, something you don't think about when you're trying to be all enlightening. And then the other thing is, uh, I was reminded of that scene from is it Chinatown with uh, uh, what's his name, the guy Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. uh, when uh, when when he's like the robot the. The robot, the rat. The robot, the rat. I was like, I was thinking, my sister, my daughter, my sister, my daughter, my sister, and my daughter. <laughs> oh God! Uh, Doesn't sound good. I don't think I remember <laughs> seeing that movie. It's been ages since I saw it. So, well, see, and I was quoting obscure movies. I, Although I suppose yeah, Chinatown's I, not quite as obscure. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I was, I was not expecting that people had seen me. But that's a kind of famous line. <laughs> That's a kind of famous scene. It's in like yeah. random I, like yeah. things where you see uh, where you see clips of classic movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just it came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember. I mean, I don't remember that movie very well, but I, I, I watched it because I think I watched it because I thought it was Big Trouble in Little China. Um, <laughs> it's different with movie. Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. I don't know but, who was in it. I just heard did I just heard the big trouble in Little China was a movie that I should watch, and so I watched Chinatown. Gotcha. Anyway, getting getting back to the episode, <laughs> um, Rat Trap. I thought we had this was a cool little moment because Rat Trap's like, yeah, yeah, I like it, and then Dinobot says, I do not see why. <laughs> <laughs> You're still a rat. But uh, Cheetor winds up thanking Tigertron as he gets it now, and he makes a comment about how, oh, geez, just in the nick of time, because there's an explosion that goes off in the background. And Tigertron says, remember, do not fight your beat, 
beast instincts. Let them help your robot forms, both in battle and in peace. And then, then he says, but for now, let us maximize. And then he transforms, <laughs> and he says, and slag some butt. Yeah. yeah. So we, we then um, cut to Megatron, who's sort of looking around, and he sees an explosion off in the distance. <laughs> and he's like, uh-oh. And then we get Optimus, who... I guess went sw- back to a gorilla before coming here. Yeah. And, he, and he's uh, swinging... Kinda, kinda, like, Undermines the earlier maximize scene. <laughs> so he, yeah, because Optimus is swinging on a vine for, for the third time this episode, twice in a dream, once in real life. Or and we still don't know. And that vine is still hanging from that plane in the air. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we do get a, a pretty cool, a pretty neat little thing where he he sort of swings off the vine. And he transforms in midair and does a karate kick on Megatron out of the chair. Yeah. While I was making fun of the fact that he like transformed and then transformed again before showing up here, I love this fight scene. And I, I, that's my yeah, favorite yeah. thing about Transformers is the idea of like transforming mid-combat to do like cool moves is like the best part of Transformers to me. And I think yeah. they need to like utilize that more than they do in, in some of the newer ones and then even in this one. It's yeah. like... Yeah, I like I like how they did it in uh, the the platinum games. Uh, just uh, Transformers. Uh, remember his freaking name of the game? Oh, was it Devastation? Devastation. Devastation. I can't always yeah. forget that for some reason. Transformers Devastation. <laughs> yeah, well, how, how like yeah. you could do like super moves using your car form. I love yeah. that. Well, and you so, do like combos. Well, I think I mean I'm assuming that they're going to use it more going forward in Beast Wars. Because I hope they do. The whole I'm point of sure this episode do. was. To be able to do that, because that's that's what where their strategic advantage is in connecting the beast and the and the and the uh, uh, robot, because they're yeah, yeah. Know, is, is being able to use the two in tandem. I love mm-hmm. it. So cool. Yeah, I like the there. There's a scene in this because um, after Megatron gets knocked out of the chair, Black Arachnia immediately she drops the drum, goes for her gun, and Dinobot sort of leaps in that behind was her. Cool. And just grabs her head with his his clawed foot and just slams her into the ground. And the thing that I immediately thought of, do you remember the episode where the satellite was there and she kicked yeah. Dinobot in like the head? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking payback. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And then my, one of my favorite moves is, oh, you continue your thought, then I'll say. I was just going to say, because he does like this ominous little, you know, hiss at her, too. But, uh, yeah. But yeah. yeah. You, you go ahead, John. What was your and thought? And then there? my favorite is like when like Rat Trap and, and Rhinox come in and knock the yes. tree over. And then, like, and, and Rat Trap riding, riding Rhinox. Rhinox. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Again, but not, not as cool as before, but it's still pretty cool. And then, and then Rhinox transforms, grabs Rat Trap, throws him. He transforms in midair, rolls up in a ball. Goes under like uh, who are they fighting here? Oh, uh, pterosaur uh, and wasp. Pterosaur's legs transforms again and then like flips around and does like uh, he shoots uh, him. shoots him in the back of the head yeah. or tries it. Yeah, she starts shooting him. It's just yeah. it's fucking cool. Like it's a really awesome choreographed fight scene and like you know you know what you would call that you know what you would call that moment if it was on yesterday's episode. You'd call that yeah. a fastball special. It is a fastball special. <laughs> it is. Oh, yesterday. Yeah, but they don't know about that. Which one's Should, Eric? We haven't Kirk? mentioned anything. Shh. <laughs> well, no, no. This is 
the other episode is the the Christmas episode should already have aired. Okay. Yes. Cool. Because the Christmas episode <laughs> would air on Christmas. Yeah. We've yeah, okay. we've killed the illusion here. <laughs> Our last week's episode. I okay. You can you can the next just... episode airing is is like this Saturday, right? Which is Christmas Saturday. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it, it has aired, and yes, okay. you're right. It's a fastball <laughs> special, and if it was on, but yeah. That makes me think about that episode now. And for those who are confused, for those who was, are was there, now, was there ever the, um, was there ever uh, a scene in, in that show where they did the fastball special? No, it's uh, that episode. <laughs> Colossus oh, that was episode not in that episode. Does show up, but I don't know it if does. they do a fastball special. I hope they do. They might have. These wars might be a better adaption for fastball specials than the next time. Just to to. Because I'm sure the listeners are like, what the hell? <laughs> um, for those that don't realize, we're, we normally record on a Monday. And so what, we, what we've done is a special gift. And what most of you will probably have already seen for, for our subscribers is we, we've given you a bonus episode uh, where we review a Christmas episode of the X-Men animated series. And we're recording this episode on Monday. Uh, it's Monday the nineteenth, so it's just a little under a week before Christmas. So you you guys will probably be getting this episode that we're recording now the week <laughs> following. So this will be New Year's Eve. So for, for oh all shit, we're folks, not getting drunk. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, the people will listen to this episode while they're pre gaming. Exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, we have the drinking game. Oh, oh there we shit. go. There you go. <laughs> so once people get to this point, they'll rewind back and start playing the drinking game. <laughs> we only defined like one rule for it. I think it happens once. Yeah. You know, I am of the opinion that less is more with drinking game rules because you either, yeah, you either have to have one or two rules that happen a lot, or you have a lot of rules that happen every once in a while. Hmm. Um, so, I still yeah. like the Power Rangers one where you drink it. You take a sip every time they do a flip, which happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't wasn't our rule that you take a sip every time we take go on a tangent? It was a drink no, no, no. on a tangent. We, or was, shot uh, yeah. we said we yeah. we went on a tangent. Yeah, it was yeah, it was when we say that we're on a tangent. <laughs> okay, yeah. So so take a sip, take a drink every time we say we're on a tangent, and finish a drink when we address it, and then <laughs> open up a new one when Kendall says we don't do it as often. as <laughs> As other shows, or as often as other shows. There you go. There. So now you have to rewind back to the start of the episode. <laughs> start this again. Just put it in the show notes. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody reads the show notes before they listen to the episode, right? That's how that's how podcasts work, right? I assume so. Because there's some really cool pictures that we put in there. But I make I make all these notes about what what happens in the episode. Just make the title of the episode, read the show notes if you want to get drunk. <laughs> I may have to do that now. <laughs> okay. So, so yes. We we get this cool scene with Rat Trap uh, shooting Pterosaur. Uh, he, after he shoots Pterosaur, Waspinator's shooting at him, and we get Rhinox, who lifts up a tree and smacks Waspinator with the tree. Yeah. A really big tree. Um, we then cut to to Megatron, who's sort of dazed, and he's trying to get his bearings, and Optimus is coming up behind him. And Inferno starts shooting at him. And for the first time ever, 
we get Cheetor in one shot actually hits something. <laughs> I mean, he well, shoots he hits the things. out of the air. He usually hits things, but they don't affect anything. It's not even. I've said this before. He like. There's lots of times where he shoots other people and they like go down in one shot. Like he shot Scorpionock and knocked him off of the Stonehenge that one episode. Uh, I suppose, yeah. Just it, it, it's for some reason it just seems like he he. You selective memory, not. all of you. Well, I it's really it's really that. only when he shoot usually only when he shoots Megatron that he doesn't yeah. shoot or he misses uh, Waspinator and Pterosaur. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. He manages to shoot Inferno out of the air. Um, we then get Optimus, who, uh, for for anyone who follows wrestling, it looks like he does a a literal. Oh God, I'm gonna hate making this joke. Uh, a literal gorilla press slam. <laughs> he, he he sort of pumps Megatron and then tosses him, and, and Megatron lands on the ground, sort of rolls onto his stomach, and the, he gets an Energon surge. And he's like, ah, oh, Energon, build up. The hunt has gone too long. And then he orders the retreat. I need to ask, Kendall, yep. did this scene piss you off? What? Why? Because Megatron's lying on the ground with no tail in his hands. Oh, yes, yes, and it, it did. Yes. yes, and he transforms. And he yes, yes, I forgot about that. Yes, totally. Because it actually, <laughs> actually, like, when I saw him come out and he didn't have the tail in his hand and he had the other thing in his hand, I'm like, he, he's leaving the so, thing with his... no. It, so apparently, uh, yeah, yeah, it did. It did bother me a lot, uh, okay, but I'm I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna move past it because I've decided that they just don't care that the tail <laughs> does look dumb on the toy. Uh, it was it, and and they just decided that they don't have to use it in the show, and that's you know whatever. I, yeah. I just think this one's particularly egregious because it shows him on the ground about the tail, right? And then it zooms right, into yes. his face. And he transforms, and he, and he just yeah, he has a tail when he transforms. Oh so yeah, like, yeah, and it does. Yeah, it shows the tail when he transforms. Him. You're right. It's freaking. Yeah, ugh, I, yeah I agree. Say yes. that maybe I was right about the um, the the gun being like his tail transforms because that's still around when he gets thrown around. Like I mean, it's not in the shot, mm-hmm. but it's still. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He doesn't have it in his hand. It zooms into his face, and then when he doesn't transform, he like pulls back his hand. And he has a tail in his hand. Yeah. So unless like as it's zooming in, he's like. Moving his hand over to grab the tail, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty yeah, I it's pretty egregious. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it 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 bothered me. I think it's like this is the this was the moment where I'm just not going to care about it anymore because they've shown <laughs> that they clearly don't they clearly don't care about continuity in this show. Uh, like like you know I'm I'm just saying like this is pretty much. You know, it's it's you know it's fine if you know I'll I will enjoy it for what it is, but I it's you know it's down. My standards have have lower have been lowered because of this episode. Uh. Like I said, this wasn't my favorite episode. Mm-hmm. It had a lot. There were a lot of cool things in it. A lot of uh, like a lot of missed opportunities, and yeah, a handful of dumb things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the Predacons retreat. Uh, Cheetor and Optimus have like a little fist bump moment, and then uh, they he makes the comment, "Beasterbot, we're still the baddest." And he says, "And it looks like things will be back to normal." And then Optimus says, "Maybe even better." And then they all sort of do like a little, uh, "Oh no, wait!" They look up, they look up in the sky first because because Air Razor's got the coil again, 
and then Optimus says maybe even better, and then he does a, a chest bump, a chest pound again in yeah. robot form. I think I and think Rat Trap encourages him when he does that too. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's the end of the episode. So yeah. So we know that it wasn't Kendall's favorite episode. <laughs> I I thought it had some good moments, but yeah, there was some. I really liked it. Like, I really I really liked yeah. the whole like introduction of the mythology that like they there this is this kind of like bridges the gap between beast and machine and I really liked that. I really liked that. And the, and like I said the the fight scene where they're combining their forms together was like of like an A plus. That's that's great. But probably mm-hmm. my favorite fight scene in the show so far. Yeah. So like um yeah, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And again, it was a very memorable episode because I remember it from being a kid. Like, it's one of the ones that stood out for me. How about you, Jordan? Uh, it's kind of like average for me. Like, like there's definitely was some good points and some neat stuff brought up. Like, like, like John was saying, like the whole merging beast with bot kind of thing, and you know, and there was like a, the good fight scene. There was there was some good goofs and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, it does feel you know, kind of odd at times. Like yeah. there was, there was something missing, and I'm not sure what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did seem like the. I don't know. It seemed almost like the timing was a bit off in spots. If you could, maybe. Maybe if you could say that with it, uh, or maybe I'm not. Maybe timing's the wrong word. I I think maybe the pacing seemed a bit off with it. Yeah, maybe that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have anything else that? Uh, that you wanted to comment on uh, Kendall with the episode? Kendall, are you there? <laughs> Kendall? Kendall? Is he playing with his ukulele? Kendall? I, I heard you. Can you hear that? We can hear you now. Oh, man. I was trying to do something clever. <laughs> Why is it coming work? through? That's weird. Trying to do. Is it coming through now? Which fate oh, is I queued up oh. Fire Firewall from Reboot. I, it, that's really weird <laughs> that it's not coming through. That's really weird that it didn't come through. Maybe it came through the recording. Why wouldn't it do that? That's bizarre. <laughs> if it's in the recording, I will hear it. I will make sure that I leave it in. If it is not there, I will put it in. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear it now? Nope. No. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Now. How about now? Now? No. no. Huh. Pushing all the buttons. <laughs> I don't know. But I'll make sure that I get it in for you. I know I put a call out for questions earlier. I think we got a couple of repeat ones that we had last night. Um, th- yeah. Uh, Zach d- did ask the 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 Christmas gift one again, but yeah. um, he also asked uh, if Megatron dressed up as Santa to give presents to the Redicons, would he decorate his T-Rex hand to look like Rudolph? Oh yes, I remember this question. And yes, he definitely would. He would put put a big red ball on the nose. <laughs> I love it. The if, anyone, 
And if anyone complained, the, the ball would shoot a laser. Yes. <laughs> it would um, be great. And we didn't get much else, but uh, K. Hirsch like, tweeted at us again about uh, they, they were saying like there's no need to mourn over the toys being good in KISS players. They're all just uh, repaints of the alternators, vinyl tech toy lines, except packaged with creepy pedophile toys. Oh, so I can Aww. buy those toys without them being KISS players? That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Into that. Alternators, okay. <laughs> cool. Thanks, listener. What's his name? Listener? Uh, her name's K. Hirsch. At I Lady think, K. I Hirsch. Think it's, yeah, Lady K. Hirsch. Thank you, Lady K. Hirsch. Oh, they did actually ask a question. Oh, I must have missed it after that. Yeah, I think they put it right after. They, they, they did ask the question... Uh, if you could give Mr. Bay the boot, what director oh, would you choose to replace him? How did I forget uh, that? Uh, didn't oh, I Steven think Spielberg from the nineties? Yeah, I think we did sort of talk about. I think we did sort of talk about it a little bit because uh, I I think I I think I mentioned was it James Gunn, the guy who directs Guardians? Yeah, of the actually, yeah, that guy, I think, yeah, I yeah. Do it. weren't we saying weren't we saying that that was who we wanted to direct a Beast Wars movie? I think is, yeah. what, is oh. what we answered the question. Oh yeah, that's okay. right. If we could yeah. replace uh, Bay, I think James Gunn would be good. Yeah, I hope he would be. I mean, it depends. Yeah. Like, maybe he just was a little like Transformers. We don't know what the guy likes, right? Yeah. But um, yeah. Either him or or any director that like actually fucking likes Transformers and doesn't want to like change it into something it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Kev- it doesn't need Kevin to be Smith recreation maybe? either. Yeah. If it was Kevin Smith though, then they'd just all be sitting around talking. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess like anyone who's like uh, really into it, but they wouldn't have to do like like I'm not, I'm not a stickler for like pure adaptions either. Like, yeah, I totally and- recognize you need to change things for the films. <laughs> And I mean, there's me so wrong. many different versions of Transformers already. Like, it doesn't yeah. really matter. But kind of like what what um what Zach was saying about the Power Rangers movie and about Ninja Turtles movies is that what he what he needs in that series to like make them be good, which is um like for Ninja Turtles, it's about like family. I think mean, he said brothers particularly, but I I think it's family in general. And I think and and for Power Rangers, it's about like friends working together and all that. Like I I I think. Whatever the core of Transformers is, which I guess I couldn't even say, they would need to keep that core. And and I don't think I don't think Bay did it. No. And well, you know what the core of Transformers is? It's it's toys that transform from ro- from <laughs> cars into robots. And and I don't think that Michael Bay did that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he made he did a weird flippy metally things um, <laughs> rather than having them just look like look like fun toys i mean it, it's a look it's a look the issue with those movies is 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 the look more than the more than the actual content because i think i would be okay with those movies if they had very little content i mean uh the ninja turtles movies from the 90s don't have a whole lot of depth to them mm-hmm. uh, especially the second and third ones but i love yeah. those <laughs> movies uh i don't i don't I know i mean like i think one. i think the the first, yeah, first movie is one of my favorite films, and yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that doesn't count. The first Transformers movie is good too. So, <laughs> not as good. As, it's not as good as the first Ninja Turtles movie. No, it's like, not as good as the first Ninja <laughs> Turtles movie. But not every movie is going to be Citizen Kane. Like, well, no, but I'm not. I, what I'm saying is like, it's like for turtles, like it, it's better for turtles than, than Transformers is to Transformers. 
That's what I'm. That's that's what I mean, really. Yeah, yeah I'm. Yeah, I. Yeah, but still, I'm not my point is, my point is, my point is, the movies don't have to be that. Transformers movies don't have to be that good for me to enjoy them. The fact that I have no desire to see the, you know, that I've only seen the first two Michael Bay movies says a lot about yeah what about how they're 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 misses. I mean, well, at the I very think, least, they need to be about Transformers, and Michael Bay yeah. movies aren't about Transformers. That's what I was just about to say. I find that he's injected way too much human element into a movie that's supposed to be about transforming robots. Like we, we, we got the the sort of human touchstone with Sam in the first movie, uh, where people are supposed to try and relate and say, "Oh my God, this this would be so freaky." The entire purpose of the series and what should have been with these movies is that, yeah, it's freaky, but you're supposed to be focusing on the freaky part of the entire story. Yeah. There's a scene in the third movie that I, I don't know how long the scene is. I'm not going to say I'm going to say this is probably hyperbole, but it feels like it's 10, 15 minutes of just a bunch of soldiers in a building getting attacked by Starscream, and, like, I guess Starscream's there, but he's not He's not being a Transformer. He's being a hazard for the military, and the military's trying to, like, survive this shit. Yeah. But it's about, the military's the focus, not the fact that this is a fucking Transformer, or, like, or that, like, the Autobots are trying to get there to save them or something. It's it's all about them, and it lasts forever, and then at the end of it, Sam kills Starscream. It's, like, cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I think, uh, Definitely. Watch a 1986 Transformers movie and make a film out of that. It's exactly the same. <laughs> make sure that Magnus gets the Matrix. I I do think I do think there is something too because like because uh, like I really liked the 2007 TMNT movie. I think there is something to doing a theatrical release, high budget voice actors adaptation of 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 something like this you know i mean the dc you know the dc animated movies have been great um Mm -hmm. you know you could do you could do something along those lines or something like the like the tmnt movie on a on a theatrical scale uh and and have it be and have it be really good um i think that it's just like it's just like you feel like you have to make it live action and and that you know that that limits you in some ways you know why not just why not just make a why not just make a good cartoon? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it can be done. I mean, the TMT movie is a good example. Uh, the Clone Wars movie was a good example. I mean, they weren't, you know, huge box office successes, yeah. but they didn't. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they made money on them still, yeah. and they were considered good movies. I mean, the Transformer movies essentially should be animated movies, just with like. Like an actual background of not being and and a, a few human characters, but like you can have the human characters be real, and then still have like the movie should be mostly an animated movie with yeah. like a little bit of live action in there to call it a live action movie. Mm. That that'd be happy. Hmm. Yeah. Sam, there you go. Did we have any other questions, Jordan? Or didn't that really it? answer uh, the question because like you didn't say what director. <laughs> uh, true. Wanted. Yeah. But oh, like, I meant to go I'm back and say I'm not good with directors. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, I, I meant to go back and say I didn't mean to to knock Kevin Smith with my comment earlier saying <laughs> that they were just sitting around talking because I actually do like Kevin Smith. I thought his episodes of The Flash that he's directed this season and last season have been great. Uh, but 
he it's not, it's not his thing. Yeah, he I, he I, himself I, I, will I admit that action stuff is not his yeah. I've, thing. Yeah. So I've heard him specifically say that. Like, if he directed yeah. an if he directed an action movie, then it would be they would they would be like you'd have the close up on the characters talking about it and be like, "Hey, look over there," and yeah. and you wouldn't yeah. the camera would not <laughs> cut to the action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've I've heard I've heard that. I was just I was throwing that out there. I th- like you. He's a he's a nerdy director. Also, you know what? Uh, everything that I've seen Max Landis do has been good. So maybe Max Landis, if he liked it, if he wanted to, I don't know. Supposedly, Max Landis says bad things on the internet, but I don't read the internet. So yeah. Uh, you know, talking about Kevin Smith there and how he's so good at one thing and not so good at another thing. Why don't they have more films that are like two directors? Like, oh, like Kevin the... Smith's really good at dialogue, and this guy's really good at action movies. They make a movie together. Like, I don't understand why this doesn't happen. Well, isn't yeah. that how the closer to how the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies work? It, they're more uh, produced and directed and stuff by by uh, by like by committee with larger larger groups. I don't know. I, I I mean, I've only ever seen one director. Like, I mean, like I guess like doesn't like a team of brothers do like the the Captain America movies? Yes. Um, but, I'm trying and to that's remember. one thing. Like there are there are there are director duos like the Wachowskis mm. and like those people who do the Captain America movies. But like, I mean, like someone like, but they're like family, and it's like I, it, you don't really see it where it's like, oh, Kevin Smith and like Kevin Smith and Ben Affleck could make a movie <laughs> together, like because Affleck's a pretty good director, and I yeah. mean, like I don't know oh. if he's good at action, but maybe I mean, the the Russo brothers are the ones who directed yeah that's uh, Winter Soldier, and they're sort of handling a lot of the MCU stuff now. Well, I mean, I think that the thing is, like, the director gets credit for a lot, but I think there are a lot. But I mean, a lot of it takes a lot of people to make a movie, and Definitely. you can have you can have people who are executive producers on a movie. Who an executive producer can be any anything from somebody that gave them a bunch of money to somebody who has real creative control over the process. So, yeah. um, and you generally have a lot of executive producers. So, so I would. I don't know anything about movies, but I but I would uh, wildly speculate that most of the time there are it you have to have, you have one name as the director, but there are a lot of people who work on different scenes, and I know there are there are times where the where like the the where like an actor will will like direct a scene in a movie. That is a thing that happens. Yeah, I get, yeah. I, I I obviously know that that movies are a big group effort i just spent like it'd be interesting to see that as a billing like kevin smith and blah blah blah, blah are mm-hmm. directing this movie like i right. don't know like yeah well i mean it's like you know it's like george lucas and steven spielberg did indiana jones yeah and, and i don't know which one was technically credited as being the director but they're both the ones that did it mm-hmm. or saving private ryan i think is the same lucas and spielberg yeah it doesn't happen very often very, yeah. yeah. We were we were doing another question before I interrupted you. I think. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm pretty sure that was besides the one I missed. I think that's all was all of them. Okay. Like, cool. Uh, oh. Like I said, like Zachary reiterated his uh, so uh, Christmas question though. So if anyone has any new toy memories that they want to talk about, uh, well, Optimus Prime is still my main one from when I was four. Um, I did get the uh, was it Legends Jetfire? 
I think I got last year. My wife and my son teamed up and got me that one for, and I've still got it in the box. So it's hidden away while it's because I had to clean up my office. And so once I get my office back, it'll be back on my shelf again. Well, I got to say this year for Christmas, um, since it was in the past, um, I was really surprised when my wife got me an NES Classic Mini. <laughs> I was I was really I was really surprised, and then my in laws got me an Xbox One, which was kind of crazy, uh, and oh, wow. my parents got me a, uh, a, a a GoPro, so that was cool. And nice. my sisters they finally broke down and bought me comic books. I've been asking them for comic books every year, and they never buy them for me. But my sisters well, got me comic books Christmas. this year. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like it. <laughs> Can I come to your place for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> give me your give me your gamer text. We can play some Xbox One together, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there you go. There's a there's a question. Not many questions, but you know, not so bad. Um, anybody anybody got anything they want to plug that they didn't plug last night? Well, we can well, still I mean, plug it. This was a week a later. Week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I got no idea. Hopefully, I did something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see, though. I mean, oh, yeah. um, by the way, uh, since this is going to be after the twentieth, the Shantae Half Genie Hero game is going to drop by then. And yes. if you haven't seen it, I I highly recommend looking at it because it's made by WayForward, who make really good like Metroidvania kind of games. You know, like uh, Shovel Knight, and and they did a revamped Ducktales game and stuff like um, that. And I just want to clarify, WayForward did not make Shovel Knight. Oh, no, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Club that was Yacht Games. WayForward members were Yacht Club games. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, but I meant Metroidvania cool. style, like Shovel Knight, though. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Kind of, I just want to clarify, because I, I want Yacht yeah. Club games to get there, to get there, you know. Yeah, sorry about that. That's cool. Um, but, yeah, like, they, they make some really good games, and this is like a really fun game. Like I've I've already played it yeah. for quite a bit and I'll probably have played it even more. Before it's nice. awesome. I, I they they mostly make good like I they have a few like uh strikes, but um most of them are home runs, I would say. They're a very solid developer. Mm-hmm. How was you, Kendall? You have anything you wanted to plug? Um just keep watching my videos on YouTube <laughs> at K Holman, K H A L M A N and follow me on Twitter at K Holman, K H A L M A N. I've been tweeting, uh, occasionally recently. Yes. I've been seeing that. I tweeted something really clever the other day. I can't remember what it was though. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can, you can follow me on Twitter at, uh, at Twitch and Instagram at John Dar seven twenty seven twenty six John Dar seven twenty six. And um, my Tumblr is dangerchair.tumblr.com. Uh, as always, I shall uh, plug Audio Entropy, a lovely network. And got all of our, our podcasts on there. Uh, if you want to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at Warren Beast. Uh, if you want to send us an email, we are at, or God, I was about to say the Twitter thing for email. Um, we are War and Beast Podcast at gmail.com. And also, you can find us on Facebook if you search "War and Beast Podcast." We are we've got a group on there also. Um, not really so much of a plug, but since folks are going to be listening to this right before New Year's, I hope all of our listeners have a great New Year. Uh, be safe. Uh, don't 
do anything really stupid, like drinking and driving or anything like that. I think I think the our listeners are, are smarter than that anyway. Although I could be wrong. Who knows? Um, but I hope everybody has a safe and happy new year. And I hope everybody had a, had a good, uh, Christmas holiday. Or, uh, if you don't celebrate Christmas, uh, that you have a great weekend <laughs> or great Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or any of those sorts of things. Yeah. That's I second I that. I hope everyone had a good holiday weekend and had a good new year and you have a good year to come. Hopefully 2017 will be, will be a good year. Yeah. Hmm. Us Western Orthodox people just celebrate it a week later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go, folks. Another episode in the can. Uh, we, uh, we, we, this episode, of course, will be getting posted the on New Year's Eve. Uh, we're going to have a little, well, not so much a break from the episodes per se. Like, episodes will still be posted every week uh, but we won't be recording on uh, Boxing Day just to give everybody a little break uh, but you shall still have your your episodes so uh, so yeah there you go so yeah for, I don't think you guys are going to notice anything except for the fact that we have a bonus episode yeah. we usually have a regular but I think yeah. it should be the same for those but yeah so everybody gets to peek behind the curtain a little bit there's our yeah. there's our Christmas present everybody gets to look behind <laughs> the curtain yeah there you go so for Warren Beast, I have been Greg. I've been John. I've been Jordan. And I still can't get Fire Firewall to play on the recording. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, folks. Let's roll. Uh, now this is hunting. Or, or, <laughs> and this is pod racing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a tree. And this is a computer. 